universe is real. Improvise. Compelling. Innovative. Improvisation. It's magic. You know, make something up. Welcome to Think Like an Improviser. I'm Jeremy Richards. Wow, you are in for a holiday treat with this one. Stick around for the second half especially. It's possibly the most fun I've ever had on a podcast. My guests are Christine Rippey Campbell and Sarah Hanshar. Christine has been a Seattle area performer for nearly two decades. She joined the Unexpected Productions Ensemble in 2015, where some of her favorite shows have been Black Eyed Blonde, Mouth Wide Shut, and of course, Fa La 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 La, Ha 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 Ha, with the immensely talented Sarah Hanchar. Christine has also worked with Seattle Shakespeare Company, Village Theater, Sound Theater Company, Arizona Theater Company, Coeur d'Alene Summer Theater, and many, many more. And also joining us is Sarah Hanchar. After earning her theater degree in 2005, Sarah moved to Chicago to train and perform at the Second City. She moved to Orlando, Florida to work as an equity actor at Walt Disney World and Universal Studios. In 2015, Sarah and her husband moved to Seattle, where she was cast as an Unexpected Productions Ensemble member. Along with performing at UP, Sarah has written and performed original musicals Happy Pink Girl Sings and Christmas Cookies. Sarah created and hosted her podcast, Hi, I Think You're Nice, for two years, which is where she and the amazing Christine Rippey began brainstorming ideas for what eventually became Fa La 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 La, Ha 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 Ha, a made-for-TV holiday movie musical. We'll learn more about that in this episode. This holiday season, Sarah is also in an improvised Christmas carol at Unexpected Productions. Sarah, Christine, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Nailed it. Nailed we it. all are part of the Unexpected Productions Ensemble. That's how we know each other. And you've both been there since 2015? Yeah. Yes. You joined in the same cohort. We did. We did indeed. When did you join? 2001. Oh, wow. wow. I was five years old. I was going to oh. say, you were just a baby. <laughs> just a baby. The Same. only like, time yes. they ever let a toddler join the company. Yeah. Yep. It was unprecedented. But <laughs> is that where you two met then, obviously, was at the theater? Mm -hmm. yes. yes. Met and fell in love. It's true. No. Our first show on stage together was Danger Games, Improvised yes. Hunger Games. And I have the honor of being Sarah's first stage kiss. Was that true? It's true. Yes. Yeah, Christine was my first stage kiss mm -hmm. right before I died tragically mm -hmm. in the crushing, if I remember correctly, yep. for Danger Games. And yeah. I said, I'm never letting her go. <laughs> oh. And here we are. <laughs> I, I wrote a show. Christine helped me write the show, Christmas Cookies. It was a holiday musical variety show. Yes. That was a lot of so fun. So fun. At the pocket. At the, the pocket. The it is now yeah. no longer there, which is Another a super Seattle bummer. Theater. Um, yeah, a little Seattle theater, Black Box, Guy and Nelson. Your mom made the most amazing holiday aprons for each of us. And they went, depending on who your character was, you had an apron that fit your character. And they're just beautiful. And I still have mine. And I love it. It's, uh, they're very cute. She even made aprons for the puppets that were in the oh, show wow. as well. Yes. Above and beyond. That's amazing. And you had both had established improv histories before coming to the theater then, right? 
Yes. Say Sarah more so than me. You did legit. <laughs> like, you are a legit improviser. Uh, uh, is what, uh, can one be a legit improviser? Well, if you can, <laughs> okay. you are it. Then thank you. That's very generous. <laughs> yeah. They found was me in, just kicking rocks Florida? down in Pike Place. Mm-hmm. For, for you, Sarah, that was in Orlando? Well, I started, I went to Second City in Chicago. Uh, let me back up. I went to New York for like a second city intensive right before I graduated from college. And then my friend and I moved to Chicago together and we did the second city thing. And I was a part of their musical improv house ensemble for a year. Then I moved to Orlando to work at uh, Walt Disney World and various other theme parks. And there I worked with Sack Comedy Lab, which is an improv theater there. And then I moved here. <laughs> How about you, Christine? I watched Whose Line Is It Anyway growing up over and over and over again. No, me too. And said, well, I'm going to do that one day. And so the first thing I did when I got to college, Willamette University, go Bearcats, down in Salem, Oregon, I went to join the improv troupe. And so there was a group of four of us who would do really bad improv at the coffee shop. And it was terrible. At a coffee shop? (laughs) Yeah, at the on-campus coffee shop. It was not good. But I loved it. And I got my little performer rush. I'm like, oh, this is funny. And then when I graduated, I just started auditioning in Seattle for shows because I wanted to be a performer. And I still loved improv. And so I I think my first Seattle improv gig was with Seattle Experimental, Janine Clark's. Oh, yeah. 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 And so we did improvised wedding horror stories. And it was hilarious. And I did a couple shows with them, a couple shows at Jet City. And then the day after my wedding, I auditioned for Unexpected Productions and I got in. As a because wedding. you have to be married. Yes. That, well, that's the rule they told me. the ensemble. <laughs> and now, that, speaking of what, you now have uh, a business that you run with your husband, right? The tax Yes. Business? Yes, we do taxes, payroll, bookkeeping, how all the that, fun. How does little... that relate to your creative world, if at all? It doesn't really relate to the creative world. I mean, I make the spreadsheets look pretty, but mostly... I like doing the extremes of everything. I feel like as a Capricorn, if I'm going to do something, I do it 100% extreme. So, you know, in business life, we do taxes. We do bookkeeping. We do all the financials. And then I go on stage and just get to make up nonsense. Yeah, mostly improv just helps with clients. You can talk to anyone because you know how to relate to anyone. That's what I was going to say, because a large part of this podcast, Think Like an Improviser, is the applied improv part of it and finding even the most tenuous connections to justify what we do. Beyond yeah, I find improvisers shirt. are great at interviewing, like giving that first mm-hmm. interview. Mm. Like, yeah, because you can just yes and whatever the manager is saying. And they're like, oh, we're going to be best friends. And you're like, no, <laughs> I'm just really good in the scene. <laughs> and they're like, can you give this next answer in the style of Shakespeare? Exactly. Exactly. Would you like me to sing about this? Yeah. (laughs) I guess there is a reason that applied improv is so popular in the corporate world. It does actually help with the communication, with the collaboration. Ideally, I get, yeah. I remember remember once in college, my friend, there was a person that was a really, really challenging person to, to, to be around. Say their name. Well, (laughs) this person was in the you know in the kitchen with us and we were cooking and whatever and they left and one of my friends said oh my god do you even like me 
because I have no idea if you actually like anyone because you're so good at faking it with this person. And I'm like, oh no, now I seem like a sociopath. <laughs> I'm like, I promise I like you. But she's like, you could say that for anybody. Yeah, yeah. You just promised them. I don't, who are you? <laughs> this is like a reality the mask show. mask is coming off. Here it is. <laughs> Turns out, no, but that is to say, yeah, improv and performance and connectivity and listening and all of that can absolutely be used for good or evil. Yeah. 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 Social engineering. The in the dorms or just to get through an interview. Yeah. Yeah. It's great at the holidays. If you're seeing family, you don't really see often and you just need to, huh? And then you need to find a quick ending for the scene you're in. You find that punchline and then you're out. And then you get away and go to the other room. Yeah. <laughs> then everyone's like, oh, they're so funny. Oh, Chrissy with her jokes. Little do they know I'm off stage going, oh my God. <laughs> it helps that you have a tech person to follow you around and do a blackout whenever you. Yes. Yes. The... I try to, I'm trying to figure that out too. Yeah. <laughs> Just sneak off the stage. Yes. Awesome. And so you two came together with your superpower improv skills at Unexpected Productions. And it seems like you've been drawn to this holiday theme in a couple of different forms now, a couple of different shows. What is it about that particular holiday theme and genre that inspires you? Well, we should probably back up to really get to the meat of it. Christmas 1984, a baby is born in St. Joe's Hospital. Tacoma, Washington. That baby's me, Christine Noel. It'd be weird if it was. You would have been at the time. A little toddler wandering <laughs> little, around. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Just toddling around, <laughs> enjoying the holiday. Yep. As you do. But yeah, no, I love Christmas so much. I love it. It's it's wonderful. There are lights. I'm already like depressed that it's going to be over soon. That's how much I love it. It's like soon. It, right. Right? We only have two more weeks. Not I even. know. I yeah. know. And then it's just going to be sadness. Mm-hmm. I just I love Christmas. And when Sarah did her podcast and she had me on to talk about Christmas, I said, oh, here we go. This is what we've been training for. And we had so much fun because though the holiday movies that we recreate are just about joy. They always end happy. You know, you're going to you know exactly how it's going to go. But you know you're going to have a fun time getting there. And you know at the end, you might not even get to Christmas. It might just be Christmas Eve. And you're mm-hmm. going to save the bakery. Mm-hmm. The school is going to keep going. Grandma's going to get her heart medication. Like something's going to happen. And then two people are going to fall in love because Christmas. And what is more fun than that? Like as much as I love a gritty drama, I really just like people being joyful. Mine is similar. When I was two, I felt a rumbling in the universe. Oh, that was me. On Christmas. A <laughs> um, child is born. What is a star I see to the west? And it was my headshot. <laughs> a Already, yeah. Headshot. <laughs> it's me with one hair. <laughs> I also have always really super duper loved Christmas, even though. I, I mean, there are so many things that you can be crabby about Christmas and folks can be real crabby about it sometimes. And I don't care. I love everything about it. And I love the the movies that we watch because um, I'm also a big fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm-hmm. That was a huge part of my formative days of watching terrible movies. And although these movies, I mean... 
Are you are you be mad when I'm going to call them kind of terrible a little bit? Well, there's a different. There, yeah, no, yes, no, and also <laughs> this is where we have our huge falling out. <laughs> oh my god, no. we've captured it in the documentary of our lives. <laughs> this is where they'll this have the we one. have the original footage yeah. of the falling out. They have the one. Uh, no, they are terrible. They're yeah. usually not acted well. Mm-hmm. The chemistry isn't there. No, you can see like the other movie being filmed behind mm-hmm. it in the in the back of the shots. Like it's not great. And it's predictable. The dialogue is bad. They're terrible. It's so good. But it, there's that like sweet spot where if you find one where maybe they have a little more chemistry and yeah. maybe, you know, if you're really into theater, this one's in a theater. Or for me, I love all the royal romances. You so do. if I get a great castle, I'm like, yes, let's watch them fall in love. She loves a prince. I love a finding princess a prince. Switch. Yes. A, oh, princess uh, Christmas Switch. Christmas. Not a royal. Yes. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> So th- these movies, they check all the boxes for me. In fact, there's even occasionally on, on Instagram or other places, I'll just be like, orphan, check. Yep. Oh, misunderstanding, check. Mm-hmm. Oh, kids program's going to be shut down, mm-hmm. check. Snowball like, fight? <laughs> check. Yep. <laughs> A festive drink? Check. And there's just something so satisfying and beautiful and joyful about that. And, you know, I like, in general, I think everything... Um, should be colorful and bright mm-hmm. and decorated. And this is a time of year where a lot of people agree with that. Yes. And so everything is bright and decorated. I I mean, if I had it my way, we would decorate all year round for right? just about everything. Right. So yeah, that's sort of my happy place. Yeah. There's a great line and there's a community episode where they do it, like a spinoff of Glee or a send up to Glee mm-hmm. and Abed has a great line. He goes, I just like liking things, I guess. <laughs> like, Oh yeah, that sums up Christmas. I just like liking things. Like it's nice. It is One of their nice. holiday episodes I watched again recently with their, when they had to take over for the, the Glee club. Yeah. The Glee club. Yeah. And the bus yeah. got ran off the road. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and they all classic. have their different songs that they sing. And it's amazing. See, that's <laughs> where I, that that's my go-to yeah. for holiday spirit is usually classic sitcoms and trying to find just the holiday episodes oh yeah we'll um, spend a whole andrew my my husband my betrothed who got me into the improv theater because we got married that's a callback <laughs> he and i will basically spend a whole evening going through all the fraser holiday episodes for those guys. Oh. just so fun i love them it's it's just I, I adore them so much i'm a bob's burger gal myself oh, yeah. that's where i find most all the thanksgiving episodes actually Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Like, they Ooh. really... They, they go, cover it all? They do. I find a sitcom will usually commit to one holiday. Mm. Like, I feel like Friends really did it with Thanksgiving. Frasier has Christmas. Seinfeld Festivus. Like, I don't know. Seinfeld. <laughs> so I actually asked AI, what are the holiday episodes of Seinfeld? And it gave me a list, and it says there are a few that have Christmas references, but it says none of them are particularly festive. <laughs> like the AI is already like judging it. Yeah. And it's true. I went back and watched like the red dot episode with the sweater. If you remember the cashmere oh, sweater. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. around Christmas time, but there's just kind of like a few references here and there. And the Festivus one obviously is the most mm-hmm. yeah. specific. And, well, in Seinfeld, it's not the most holly jolly show. I'm gonna say it. That's my heart my hot take. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Come at me, Jerry. I'm ready Whoa. for it. <laughs> the Seinfeld are gonna come, come right at me. you. <laughs> It seems like the the hallmark cliches, though, do have that stand-in for corporate versus authentic 
holidays and it's always around the love interest, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has to leave her big city job to go be, you know, little Susie Reindeer Farm. Yep. With her high school boyfriend who never left town, never did anything else. No, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah. And that's the thing with, you know, romance, there's a thin line between psychotic and completely romantic. Like, <laughs> depending true. on who the person is and if the feelings go both ways, like, it can be, oh, he left me a letter every single day telling me he loved me. And then he drew a picture of us with, and said, you're mine forever. Or it could be, oh, my God, he left me a note every day and drew a picture saying, you're mine forever. I got to get a restraining order. So it's just like, you know, just depending on how you look at it. It's either the worst thing that could happen to you or the best thing that could happen to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like one of those, you know, romance and horror are so closely interlinked. (laughs) Or they even took Elf and recut it. You know, the trailer as a horror movie. Yeah, I haven't seen seen that? that one. I've seen The Shining as a like boy getting to know his father sort of family tale. Oh, that's sweet. It's very cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it could go either way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Love Actually, they have one of those two where they cut the trailer again. And he's like, to me, you are perfect. And, you just, and then you see Emma Emma Thompson crying over Alan Rickman. And you're just like, oh, this is, yeah. Ooh. Here's my hot take again. Because of all the streaming and how we consume media now, everyone, we, ha- we have what? 34 new Hallmark Christmas movies. We mm-hmm. have 20 on Lifetime. We have all of this stuff. But then... Netflix, I think with A Christmas Prince, maybe six or seven years ago when that came out, Mm -hmm. they kind of leaned into making fun of the genre. And now more, more companies are doing that. So it feels like we've gone to where, well, this movie makes fun of the Hallmark movie, but this one actually is a Hallmark movie, but this one's trying to be a serious movie, but it came off as more of a Hallmark movie. So it's actually bad. But you get this like roundabout <laughs> mm-hmm. thing where it's it feels like it's harder to actually find just the the pure nonsense. Yeah, because there's so much. The Lindsay Lohan one from last year that was, was great, perfect. Yes. It oh, where she windy. falls down the mountain and, and falling for Christmas. Yes. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you know it. Of course. <laughs> it had the from the very first scene. She mm-hmm. skis down a hill. That is not when she hurts herself yet. Sorry, spoilers. There is just a random giant Christmas tree at the bottom of a ski hill. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, oh, we're here. Yeah. We have arrived. This is going to be amazing. Yes. And it was. And that is something I need in my holiday movie. I need to know that the set decorator was like, I have mm-hmm. gift cards to Michael's and we're going big. Mm-hmm. I need it to look like Christmas because so was it two years ago? Christmas in the wild. Oh, God. With yeah. Rob Lowe. Where I'm like, Rob Lowe's attractive, but. I didn't see a Christmas tree for about an hour into the movie. Yeah. Mm. How are we supposed to know? Yeah. I don't know it's Christmas. You're telling me it's Christmas, but where's the tree. And I guess I'm a traditionalist in that sense. And now we are getting a little <laughs> Christmas needs a tree and it needs an angel top the tree. <laughs> don't need just a tree. I'm happy with it. I want lights. I want sparkle. I want tinsel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What if he was yeah. just like carrying around a baby Jesus and never mentioning it for the entire well, movie? Well, he was. And that was weird to me because I'm like, <laughs> mm, I'm pretty sure that should be baby Christine because it's my birthday. <laughs> yes. That's what so, it's about. I've been my weird my tradition is to watch bad holiday movies like that, but not really watch them, like have them on my iPad off to the side while I play video games and drink like a hot toddy. 
And so I have these weird associations of being playing like Assassin's Creed or something. Mm. And then just like <laughs> narrative somehow bleeding over into that. Fantastic. <laughs> there, are there hay bales with uh, like love interests in them? Yeah, in Assassin's like, Creed? Right when they finally got together and overcame their differences, I jumped out from behind the hay bale and murdered the evil vicar or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. wow. so that we just watched Violent Night. It oh, came out last year or David Harbour from Stranger Things mm-hmm. plays mm-hmm. like Santa who was a Viking warrior. Okay. And he basically, it's Die Hard where he is John McClane and has to save this family that got kidnapped at Christmas. And it is so funny. Is it? Because they really, they're just spoofing a bunch of, they, there's a Home Alone thing in it. Ooh. And he looks at the camera and says like, Santa Claus is coming to town. It is so goofy. And I just kept laughing like, they what? Uh, What? He licks a candy cane and shoves it in the guy's (laughs) head. So it's not a family friendly holiday movie, Mm -hmm. but I was dying and I'm just like, oh my God, they really did this. All right. I'm going to add it to the list. It's so funny. I've been hesitant because this girl can't do gritty anymore. Mm. I just, I just can't. It's funny violent. But yeah, I can do funny. I can do comedy if it's over the top. If we get into realism. Yeah. I mean, there's like jelly blood, like perfect. And and just, yeah, it's so goofy. A guy falls right on an icicle and is like, (laughs) and and the needle drops they play because they'll play like classic Christmas songs Mm. and all of a sudden, and it's so funny. Yeah, I think I think you guys might might dig it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine where they go from here with everything having been done at this point, especially for the volume of different holiday movies. Yeah and series but we watched for the first time with my eight-year-old daughter home alone which you love because and kevin's supposed to be eight in that movie which just astounds me you know Mm -hmm. that he could have done all of that Catherine o'hara is supposed to be or she was 36 when she filmed it oh wow can you imagine having all those children at 36 and also look at her gorgeous house yeah really yeah different time different time different time i don't know how they did it and that house was only twenty thousand. The economy, um, <laughs> run and ruined everything. With and my eight-year-old also kept talking it. about how Kevin's mom was a was a Karen. So, <laughs> oh, I hope not. All the, disagree. She's, she's not a great mom, but I get it. Who there is? are moments. There are Karen moments, but I think overall she's redeemable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And you I believe Kevin at home too. Time. Yeah. I when we were watching it this year, I was wondering if the attic was heated. I'm like, oh, they're leaving their son up there to sleep. And it doesn't look like there's any insulation. And it's right. snowing. But there's like little things. And, well, and that movie's so great. Like the opening scene, every little thing you notice, like, oh, they spilled on the passport. So all the passports got shuffled. And there's little bits and little lines where you're like, oh, that's why they can't do this. And that's why this happened. So it's really, it's huh. a tight script. All right. No holes. But then there's no insulation in the attic where they let their eight-year-old son sleep alone well they don't like him anyway yeah <laughs> so it's a dark that's... alternative version where he was just found frozen you know in the morning well, then and it's the, the shining right like yeah yeah <laughs> i have a question though what is your your favorite holiday movie or if you have a couple that's okay because it's okay to have favorites i haven't seen it in a long time i remember as a kid having a soft spot for ernie saves christmas Okay. Aww. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> I love Elf, of course. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, somebody brought up that the long kiss goodnight is one of those forgotten, like, you know, diehard genre type of Christmas movies. And it really that. is. Have you seen that with Gina Davis? Movie. No. And oh, I love Gina Davis. I should watch oh, this. You have to see the long kiss goodnight. It's a mid nineties total like boiler pop action okay. movie. It's got Logan Roy from, you know, Succession. Creek. No, uh, the, no, the actor who plays Logan Roy, Brian Cox. It's got Brian Cox. Oh, I say I don't know who Logan Roy okay, is. Okay, so the, the short trailer premise is that Gina Davis is this housewife who knows that she lost her memory eight years ago and has a young daughter and just an average life. And she doesn't realize she's actually a trained assassin from the CIA. And then something I thought you were going to say she's actually unlocked. Santa. Yeah, she's actually Santa. That would be a great. <laughs> but something happens to unlock her memory. And then, of course, and Samuel L. Jackson is the other major star in it. Oh, my Amazing. God. Yeah. Okay. Adding this to the Christmas list. Long kiss. Good night. It's got a ton of Christmas from beginning to, well, a lot of the middle doesn't. But then again, in the end. Okay, <laughs> so, good. But it's sure, worth good. seeing. All right. Well, good recommendation. This is all a really good ramp up to a game that we all agreed in advance to play, but we have no idea what's going to happen because part of this is me not knowing what you have planned. And this is a game I first heard you do on Sarah's old podcast. Hi, I think you're nice. Or Christine and I have both been guests on that. And can people still hear old episodes of that? They sure. can. Yep. Oh, I keep I keep it alive oh, just, just in case someone's listening. And I, and yeah, like... I just remember loving this segment so much where Christine would write fake <laughs> versions of holiday synopsis, holiday movie mm-hmm. synopsis. I showed Christine up with like would. a binder she did. full of stuff. Like, and all right, Sarah, buckle up for five hours. We're talking Christmas. Two different types of bells. Wow. Oh, I know. I only brought okay. one bell this year. the bell. I don't know where the other bell is, but I have, this is my traditional Rudolph bell I got from Chris Kringle shop in Leavenworth. So it's it. been verified as a true Santa bell. It looks like a leash of some sort. Well, well, it's also for <laughs> holiday fun time. Uh, so the premise anyway. is originally Christine would write these fake holiday movie summaries mm-hmm. and then pair them up with real holiday movie summaries. And mm-hmm. Sarah would guess which is which. Yes. And then the listener would play along. And so now you each have done that. I have, well, and I still haven't, still done, haven't done it. it. Christine oh, Christine has done, done it. it all, so it's going to be a game for me too. A couple okay, hours well, ago, I, I did these. Um, yeah. So we'll see how many, how well it goes. Well, Sarah uh, and I will compete. I have four rounds. I have okay. four rounds where you will decide which one is the Christmas fake and which one is the Christmas bake. And you can work together because of the holidays. We work together. We do. Yeah. Okay. So you'll let me know which one you think is which. Okay. Sound good? Are we ready for round one? Yes. Okay. Can we start with round three? No, go ahead. Sure. No, we can. We're going to. Oh, actually, no. I'm saving round three for the end. We're going one, two, four, Four, three. three. (laughs) Yes. Gotcha. I was going to suggest that. Okay. Round one. Movie one. Three wise men and a baby. For reasons, all three of the adult Brenner brothers currently live with their single mother, Barbara, in their family home. Stephen is an animal therapist and believes that animals are more reliable than people. Taylor, a video game engineer, lives in the basement as the irresponsible, disruptive one who always manages to sabotage good things in his life. And firefighter Luke is only living at home temporarily while he builds his own house 
but so far temporarily has lasted 10 months. Oh boy. Barbara is hoping her boys will want to spend Christmas together, but they've pulled away from each other since their father abandoned them while they were children. Five days before Christmas, someone leaves a baby at the firehouse specifically for Luke? The note pinned to the baby implores Luke (laughs) to look after it until Christmas when the mother promises to come back for it. Luke decides to take care of the baby with his mom's help. But when Barbara is called away due to an emergency, the three brothers need to figure out how to care for the baby on their own, which was definitely not on any of their Christmas wish lists. But with this baby in their lives, maybe the Brenner brothers can find a way to work together and discover that at Christmas, family truly is the wisest thing you can rely on. Wow. Three wise men and a baby. Three wise men and a baby. That could be fake. That could be real. Okay. So the next one, and I kind of tried to pair them up. Father of the Christmas bride. Harold Pickerton is thrilled that his eldest daughter, Lizzie, is coming home from her year abroad just in time for the holidays. He'll finally have his little girl back and be able to spend a few relaxing weeks at home with his wife of 20 years, Sue, and their son, Matthew. But when Lizzie announces that she met a man during her travels and is engaged, Harold's world turns upside down. Plus, the wedding will be in just three weeks on Christmas Eve. Suddenly, Harold finds himself in the middle of a non of nonstop wedding planning, not to mention wedding wedding pain, so that Lizzie and her fiance Brian can have their dream Christmas Wonderland wedding at home. Add in an off the wall wedding planner, over the top in laws, and a guest list that seems to keep growing and growing, and this is one wedding Harold just wants to RSVP no to. But as the wedding draws nearer and he sees how happy Lizzie is with her new beau. Harold is reminded that the best Christmas gift of all is the gift of love and family. Father of the Christmas Bride. Okay. So these are both play on words of existing films. One of them mm-hmm. is real. One of them is fake. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. So one ones... of them is a real Hallmark Christmas movie this year. Okay. This the year. other I just made up on my couch two hours ago. Okay. okay. But should be a real Hallmark Christmas movie. Oh, boy. Now, I have my guess, but my guess is a more informed one so i want to hear uh jeremy's or i can or i can p- pitch in and we can work together i mean no if you have some insider knowledge i don't want to be spoiled i feel like it would be hard to call that three wise men and a baby because they're not why would you call those a wise men the the way it's christmas time baby no but the way you, you describe those unless it's like wise men in a very sarcastic way those are like kind of three mm. schlub losers in a way i mean could be like the three weissmen and a baby weissmen yeah yeah like the, that could be a thing the hanukkah version yeah we don't have enough hanukkah movies and um hanukkah on rye is amazing it was on hallmark last year and i love it so much it's actually my favorite really so a little pitch for up. hanukkah on rye okay. it's hanukkah got mail meets hanukkah that's right and i think is yeah. it peacock that has all the hallmark movies yes yes, yes. okay so i've got that cool Okay, but not to delay, I'm going to guess, and also because it's a more recognizable pull and that people will know uh, Father of the Bride, I'm going to guess Father of the Christmas Bride is the real one. Is the bake or the fake? Is the bake. Okay. And my guess is the same only because you named all of the brothers and they all have... I don't know if it had that 
that Christine <laughs> joie de vivre this of is the problem with me writing these because you know that's what I mean I have inside information in that I've worked with Christine and you name them so all long. after your pets <laughs> <laughs> Gigi um, the oldest brother well you're both wrong oh shit. three wise men and a baby is the real <gasps> Christmas movie what? father oh. of the Christmas bride is the fake and you should have known I named the character Lizzie after Elizabeth Taylor, who played the original Father of the Bride daughter. So oh that was your God. big giveaway. That was I think my that would have been <laughs> that would have happened if it were a bake. That would have been a nod was, to the original. So did you just put basically Christmas in the yeah. title? Yeah. In the obviously Father of the Christmas oh Bride. Oh my God! I, I'm Done. such a fool. Oh, another reason I didn't think it was the Three Wise Men because I'm like they never cast that many men. Like, That's true. That's yeah, true. Well, and no actually, they didn't. Person. It's one guy who plays all three brothers. It's it's great. No, so both so far, you two have no candy canes, I'm and sorry. I have sorry. one marshmallow. Okay. So oh, for those of you who can score at home, zero zero to one marshmallow. Okay. Here we go. Round two. Okay. Christmas fake or Christmas bake? A royal winter. After years of studying hard work, Maggie Marks has passed the New York bar and applies for her first job with a big law firm, thanks to an introduction made by her dad, a respected attorney himself. A bit uncertain about her future and whether she is really ready to commit to such a demanding job and give up her hard work volunteering with children, she is nonetheless resigned to the idea. After learning the firm will not make their decision for two weeks, Maggie reluctantly agrees to accompany her best friend, Sarah. <gasps> That's my name. On a trip to Europe. I've been there. While awaiting the results of her interview. <gasps> I've had, I've those had one of those. Upon their arrival in Calpurnia, Maggie is nearly run over by a speeding cyclist who does who does run over the new hat she just purchased. No. But when the cyclist returns soon after with a brand new hat... The two chat, and before she knows it, Maggie has agreed to meet this exceedingly handsome stranger for coffee. What Maggie doesn't know is that this handsome stranger is none other than Prince Adrian, who is to be crowned King of Calpurnia in a week's time. <gasps> Unfortunately, when Maggie meets Adrian's mother, Queen Beatrice, who is dead set against their budding romance she decides that she needs to put this holiday romance behind her return to new york and dig into her new life as a corporate attorney brokenhearted maggie tells adrian goodbye however when a surprise visitor arrives to speak with maggie minutes before her departure maggie is faced with a new challenge what does one wear to the coronation of the guy you plan to spend the rest of your life with amazing a royal winter wow winter that was a lot all right oh boy. now okay that goes up against christmas faker bake christmas with a royal as the next in line to the throne of belgrovia princess <laughs> jacqueline these are real countries you said you've been to europe <laughs> i didn't make it that far yeah you didn't go to belgrovia or california I, I did not they're very small but but mighty yeah. I bet they have amazing airports. Yeah, they use the Euro. <laughs> As the next in line to the throne of Belgrovia, Princess Jacqueline doesn't have time for dating, relationships, or even Christmas. She's <gasps> too busy figuring out how to keep the citizens of Belgrovia content and happy so they don't vote to abolish the monarchy at the next general election. Wow. Which what? happens to be on Christmas Eve. While making that an time. appearance at a local shelter to drum up some positive press, Princess Jacqueline catches the eye of a handsome stranger who immediately throws a Santa hat over Jacqueline's head and tosses her into the back of a van. 
The next thing she knows, Princess Jacqueline is being held hostage by the leaders of the Coalition for a Free Belgrovia. And they will not let her go until the royal family agrees to step aside. Though frightened, Princess Jacqueline takes comfort in the kind eyes of Ben Royal, her captor. He insists that no one will hurt her, and they're just trying to make Belgrovia a better place for all the citizens. After several days of being held captive in a basement with only Ben to keep her company, Princess Jacqueline begins to learn that life as a royal can be more than parties and ribbon-cutting ceremonies, and that she can actually help people with her position and power. As the Christmas kidnapping deadline draws nearer, Jacqueline and Ben find themselves not wanting to leave each other's side, but also wondering, can a royal find love with a royal at Christmas? Wow. Christmas with a royal. One of these is a Christmas fake. One of these is a Christmas bake. You have... It's not the one you think it is. Such oh, no. a brilliant a mind for this, Christine. It is tr- <laughs> it's like sitting with Mozart. I, I mean... Yes. You could yes. be doing this for a living, Christine. Truly. I mean, <sighs> My God. Your, your tax business. Well, I am editing a book right now that came out of one of these games. Oh! <gasps> Yeah, really? I'm in I'm in the editing class. Yeah, and I was just told that it reads like a professional book, which is very oh, exciting. Of course, wow. a professional book. A professional Not book. Not that chicken scratch I've been putting out for years. <laughs> but it came really? out of this Sarah and I years ago, and I was like, well, that's fun. I should write that down. And now it's a very large file on my computer. Wow. So you're going to publish something? Amazing. For hopefully a, a book. A book. Eventually. Are, are you going to say what this, which one it is? It's The Royal Rebound, an art history student turned museum worker gets a job working for the scottish monarchy where she meets prince malcolm to rip wow it. can a royal you, fling become a real thing and then you adapt it into into there, right? a movie starring me and james Fraser from outlander wow and that's the movie <laughs> this is the plan <laughs> it's all one plan just to be opposite him <laughs> playing the long game i think it's a mm-hmm. it's a plan a plan's a plan and yeah, I think it's no, I can one. I can see it. I can envision it. But okay, not to get too okay, sidetracked. So, okay, have so you guess. have a royal one. winter. Yes. And then a hostage and then Christmas, situation. Christmas with a royal. Christmas with a royal. Now, <laughs> I should also say, not all of these movies I uh, that are synopsized are mm-hmm. Hallmark, but they sure. are holiday, holiday movies. Yeah. We believe you. Yeah. So think of Lifetime, think I of... Yeah. Okay. I Just because you said it's not the one you think it is, I think that was a giveaway, I guess. I'm going to guess it's Christmas with the Royal. Me even though too. I'm having a hard time. Is the fake or the fake? Is, is the real one? Because if he it, said it, it's is, the one is I the think it is. Because fake. like, what kind of like Stockholm Syndrome Christmas mm-hmm. madness would that be? Christmas in Stockholm Syndrome. There you go. <laughs> that was the working title. Yeah. It's, is I that your imagine... final answer? <laughs> yes. That's, that's my final answer. Jeremy, final yes. answer? Yes. All right, you're both wrong again. Oh, I uh, no, told a little fib to make you guys <laughs> to throw it off. This... You, you pants on so fire. Cruel. I know. Well, I didn't lie. I just said it's not the one you think it is, thinking that you were thinking already that it was the other one because I, I said it was the other one. And then you, because I said that, you would think, oh, it's the other one. Okay. Well, so you go back to your original. Oh, wow. That's This is like some Princess I'm Bride. I'm playing chess while y'all are playing checkers. <laughs> This is like some Princess Pride Iacine powder scene logic. Yes. You know I why? Because this gal's got two marshmallows now. And you're two. sitting there with no candy canes. Yeah, no Stop. candy canes, Jeremy. No candy canes. <laughs> Christmas with the Royal was like somebody was on a deadline and the producer was like, I need you to write, but I have a fever of 104. I don't care. Just write something. 
and that's what came out of that. I mean, I was like, I did write it like 10 minutes before I left to come here. And I was like, okay, Christmas is the Royal. Christmas is the Royal. What's going to happen? Okay. His name is Royal. Kidnapping. Great. Done. Nothing says holidays. Like falling in love with your captor. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Oh, there's more. I thought round, you only had. Round three. I, I have, have four rounds. I have four rounds. Whoa. Okay. 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 Is that okay? Of course. I okay. mean, it's not, not my show. What, whatever yeah, Jerry no, says. I'm, I'm captivated. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Christmas fake or Christmas bake? It helps if I say it again. Mm -hmm. Flipping Christmas. With Christmas just around the corner, ambitious realtor and designer Abigail has no time for holiday spirit, having just landed a career-changing opportunity to represent Develacorp, the largest property development company in the city. A busy Abigail is torn when her sister calls for help during the holidays with the simple flip of a recently inherited home. Abigail, who buries herself in work, reluctantly sets off to help the family, but is thrown a curveball when she learns the inherited house has a co-beneficiary, Bo, the town's handsome contractor. Oh, Abigail needs to sell the home for her sister, who needs the money to make room for her growing family, including their dad, who has recently moved in. Bo, on the other hand, wants to use the house as a bed and breakfast. As Abigail and Bo negotiate the pros and cons of each option, her holiday spirits are lifted as their collaboration leads to a reinvigorated sense of community. However, when Abigail unwittingly draws Develacorp's attentions to some local prime real estate, they bid to purchase the vacant land with the intent to regentrify Bo's beloved community. Abigail is devastated after revealing the impending sale to Bo, knowing she's dampened their budding relationship. As she sets out to quash the deal and rescue the local community spirit, she discovers what's truly important in life, the love of family, friends, and that special someone, especially during the holidays. Flipping Christmas. Okay, that's going up against Santa's switch. Now I put these together because switch and flip are a little similar. Okay. So I wanted to make sure yeah. everyone yeah. knew that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so Santa, Santa Switch? Santa Switch. It's, that also could be a, uh -oh. a a porn thing if we wanted it to be. Uh, As the pizza man showed up on Christmas <laughs> Eve. No. I'm, no I'm just <laughs> oh. Okay. okay. As the Christmas season approaches, workaholic dad Dan Rybeck is facing unemployment and struggling to pay for the gifts he thinks will impress his two kids, Sally and Joe. Always chasing a new business idea. Dan hasn't had time for family, including his wife, Linda, who was finally fed up and filing divorce papers. Threatened by Linda's handsome and successful young boss, Trevor, Dan knows he must make this Christmas the best one yet to win his family back. But after auditioning for a mall Santa job and quickly losing his cool, Dan is frustrated and broke, blaming the holidays for his troubles. Little does he know, his luck is about to turn around when the real Kris Kringle pays him a visit from the North Pole. Deciding to take a, oh, let me, okay. Deciding to take a vacation and leave Dan in charge. Chris sends his hardworking elf assistant, Eddie, to guide Dan as the new Santa Claus, hoping he'll learn a lesson in Christmas spirit. With the sudden power to impress Linda and the kids by making every wild Christmas wish come true, Dan soon gets carried away as the fate of the whole world's Christmas rests in his hands. Can Dan focus on what his family really needs without flubbing his greatest gig yet. Santa switch. Mm. 
Whew. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Also. Yes. It's we've not learned, the one we think. <laughs> we've learned I'm a little sneaky sometimes. You are. So remember that when you think about mm-hmm. Christmas fake and Christmas bake. Okay. Sometimes yeah. I'm a sneaky little L. So did she pretend to flub and not be able to read her own writing? Or well, did... Maybe they're both mine. Oh. Or they're both not mine. <laughs> okay, so what was the helper's name in Santa Switch? Eddie. Eddie. Isn't that the name of the helpful elf in the Santa Claus? No, it's not. No? His name is Bernard. Oh, it is Bernard. Yeah. Mm. Okay. There was some I have Santa a huge Claus crush on him. I love that, that actor. Yeah. Wait, what was that? There was some similarities to the Santa Claus in that. Weren't there? Mm-hmm. Yes, there were. Mm-hmm. There were a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have an idea. Jeremy, you yeah. pick one. I pick the other. So at least someone gets a candy. <gasps> I was going to say, yeah, we don't have to be in agreement here. Yeah. Aha, the tables have turned. Oh no. My I'll plan. Take, I'll take the Santa Switch as the as the bake. As, okay. as okay. the real, even though I think it's baloney, but I'll take it. Oh. Well, I was gonna guess the other one anyway. It was okay. flipping Christmas, I think is the okay. bake. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. You both get a candy cane. <gasps> they are both real movies. Yeah. That was a Trixie one. That was Trixie. Trixie Hobbitses. I got wow. Trixie Hobbitses, which is a great segue because eddie is played by sean astin in that movie is it really yes. is he really Trixie Hobbitses. Trixie wow. and this movie was a failure apparently because Why? of the santa claus it was too similar and oh. people like the santa claus more when did it come out compared to the santa claus well, it said it came out in 2013, but I'm like, so why are people still really excited about the 90s Santa Claus? I don't know. But that was the reviews I was reading about it were like, well, this one wasn't a success because of Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. Well, there were like, three of those Tim. at least. <laughs> the Tim Allen one had a few sequels, and now there's like a short miniseries on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, oh. yeah. And I haven't seen the second one. I've seen the third one. Because Martin Short plays Jack Frost in it. Oh, and God. Sings, oh, God. Yes. Instead of New York, New York, he sings North Pole, North Pole. And I love it. Yeah. Um, God. But yeah. I, I had blocked that out. It's so good. Yeah. The Santa Claus movies, funny enough. So June, my daughter, mm-hmm. she's obsessed with Santa Claus right now. And so she wants to watch Santa. And I've been trying to find Christmas shows with Santa. There actually are not a lot of Christmas movies with santa on screen a lot hmm. we watched the santa claus and it begins with santa falling off the rope into snow she's like oh i'll fall down i'm like yeah he's okay Santa's okay he's just playing he's being silly i'm so oh no i forgot about this <laughs> but yeah if anyone out there has recommendations for santa movies santa movie yeah okay we have one more round okay this is the big round this is round three okay that's, yeah, a very is... venice christmas Okay. Amy Booth, a corporate restaurant marketer and enthusiastic foodie, is sent to Venice three weeks before Christmas to lure the hottest up-and-coming chef, Antonio Marcello, into helping her company's new restaurant venture. When Marcello declines, Amy signs up for his advanced cooking course to make her case and get him to change his mind. But after a few late nights over the stove together, Amy begins to wonder if she and Antonio are starting to cook up more than pasta primavera or if this trip was a recipe for disaster. No gush? <laughs> All right. Christmas bake or Christmas fake? A very venison Christmas. Oh, God. They're both in Italy. Marketing executive. 
marketing executive, and one of Time Magazine's top 30 under 30, Amy Booth, is devastated to be <laughs> leaving New York. Wait, what you was her name in the Amy first... Booth, Amy you heard Booth? Me right. She's Amy back. Booth. Is devastated to be leaving New York and returning to her small hometown in Burlton, Alaska for the Christmas holiday. But when the local reindeer farm is put up for sale, Amy realizes she must take action so the town doesn't lose its biggest money generator and tourist draw. With the help of single dad Tony and his precocious daughter Vienna, Amy soon learns that life in the big city isn't everything. And with the right people around you, miracles can happen at Christmas. A very venison Christmas. I thought it was going to be Venice. I thought we were going from Venice to Venice. Mm. It's the same. Venison. Venice to venison. Yeah. Did you did you write both of these, you you monster? <laughs> Are they Christmas big? And this one is worth three gumdrops. Oh, wow. Ooh. How okay. does that stack against candy canes? So gumdrops actually take candy canes away, so you don't want to get it right. Oh. It's a very, it, no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the gumdrops will get you to the same level as two marshmallows, which make us all winners. Okay. okay. Oh, boy. Boy. So, so we, which is the Christmas bake and again? which is a Christmas fake? Or are they both fake or all bakes? Oh. What, what did you say, Jeremy? I'm, I'm going to say they're both fake. I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. It's It's the. If or is this trip a mm-hmm. recipe for disaster? Is mm. what that one hurt me the most, mm-hmm. and then miracles can. Ha- I'm gonna say they're. Would you do two real four reels in a row? I don't know. I wrote this real fast. You did <laughs> I was in a in a jingle bell haze? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna You're so mad at me. I'm so mad. <laughs> These are so awful. I, I mean, they're amazing. I know. Um, no, okay. they're terrible. Okay. I hate them. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say they're both real so you say both fake i say both real are you ready i'm ready okay they are both fake okay sort of okay they're both christmas fakes because i read the titles wrong when i was looking at them there is a movie called a very venice romance that has that similar premise i just made it at christmas (laughs) okay so that's a sort of okay and then a very venice and christmas is actually my pitch to hbo it's a murder slasher christmas film And they just picked it up. It'll be out next year. Amazing. So you got both right. Wow. (laughs) So we all win. We We all all win. win. Wow. Okay. Well, I have a surprise for you then. One last bonus round. Oh, shit. This is going to be quick, though. But I did did come up with two for you to choose from. Okay. Oh, my God. I've never played it before. It's fun. So So one of these is real. And hopefully you've never heard of it because it's obscure. And mm-hmm. then one of them is made up by artificial intelligence based on a prompt I gave it and then translated into French, then French into German, German into Urdu, Urdu into Kurdish, Kurdish into Welsh, Welsh into Icelandic, and then back into English. Fantastic. So International Christmas? It, mm-hmm. it could be, yeah. So you'll have to guess which of these is a real movie plot and which of these is made up by artificial intelligence and translated through several languages and back into English. So okay. Okay. number one. It's a Wonderful Life. Real. George Bailey, a man, don't guess yet, a man who has given up his dreams to help others in his small town. Don't guess yet. On Christmas Eve, he faces a financial crisis and wishes he had never been born. This could be fake. His guardian angel, Clarence, shows him how different the world would be without him and how much he has touched the lives of those around him. George realizes that he has a wonderful life after all 
and is greeted by his family and friends who rally to support him could mm-hmm. be fake. Hold How did you spell Clarence in that? <laughs> yeah, that would be really devious if it was just like Clarence with two Y's or something. Oh. Okay. It was C-L-A-R-E-N-C-E. Okay. 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 The, okay. the other one that could be real or fake. Love is under the frozen ground. Lily is a successful but lonely lawsuit sales manager and has to return <laughs> to her home country in Snowville in a big job. She knows Jake, who is the producer of the fascinating and attractive Snow and runs family work. <laughs> Jake, his name is now changed to J-I-E-K. Jake helps Lily Jake. fix the sorcery of Christmas and enjoys creating a man made from the fallen frost of the winter sky. <laughs> Susan's... Susson's actions, however, I guess Susson is Jake's last name. Susson's actions, however, are the continuation of the JK paint to harm the owls and rivers, and they no. must choose between his professions and his heart. Can Lily and Gick, <laughs> is Gick that his is brother? His nickname, overcome their difference. Can Lily and Gick, Gick overcome their difference under the water and find true love? So. I'm there not going to lie. That second one seems like a plot from one of our stage shows. That makes about as much sense. The names yeah. change a little bit through the show. They do, because I don't remember them. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Snowtown. Yeah, Make, we had, making we a had person snowed. out of the snow from Snowtown. Yeah, we had we, we ended up in a uh, snow globe because <laughs> of the, the Christmas curse. The protagonist wished for a simpler life and that she wished she could live in a little town in her snow globe mm-hmm. ends up in the snow globe. It's a little bit Truman Show. Yeah. It's a, little a little bit, bit Black Mirror, yeah. 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 But like at Christmas. But at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. it's Mirror. There's a Black Mirror White Christmas episode. You remember that one, right? No. I don't know. Oh, that's one of the best ones. Black Mirror hurts me. Yeah, sometimes. I get that too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I have friends vet it and then tell me which ones to watch. <laughs> that one you can watch, except for it is emotionally difficult. But it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. intense. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. I, I just love that. I never realized I, our show is an AI Christmas story. <laughs> it's true. That's what it comes out so to be. So much better than that, though. I do hope, and just as a final way of saying thank you for, for joining us, I do hope everyone gets a chance to see your show if they are around the Seattle area. Oh. If I'll try to get this out in time for them to see. The production's coming up on Saturday the 16th, right? Yep, yep, yep. And, and 5.30. Saturday the 23rd. Is the last yes. opportunity at Pike Place Market at Unexpected Productions, and we'll provide links to the show on our show notes. Oh, oh and geez. it's a wonderful life was the real one. That was the real oh, one. That was yeah. the Christmas bake. I can't believe you saw through my charade. Yeah. Did we get it? Yes. Oh, we won you four win, candy canes. Four hundred gumdrops for that. Oh, four. It was the fallen frost that really mm-hmm. tipped me off. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and I I've seen that one. I've seen the mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. I remember. Oh, I thought that it was obscure. Child. I had never heard of it until I. It's a up. black and white art film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Next time you watch it, this is what something I observed when I watched it with my family recently. How many times they grab lapels? Like. There is at That's least drama. one lapel grab per scene. That's the drinking game. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> grab the lapel. <laughs> so just anyway, it's a very lapel based show. I will um, look for that. Terrific. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I thank like you that so the much. Her name was... Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Right? That always so stood out to me too. Yeah. Well, okay. thank you, Jeremy. This was fun. Thanks for letting us just yes. do what we like to do. Thank you for having <laughs> us and yeah. letting us be silly. And should we sing now? Go right ahead. <laughs> 
Thank you so Take much. the girls out of the vaudeville, but you can't take the vaudeville out, out of the, the girls. girls. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Think Like an Improviser. For more information about Christine Rippy Campbell, Sarah Hanchar, their show, Fa La 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 La, Ha 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 Ha, and An Improvised Christmas Carol, both playing at the Market Theater in Seattle at Unexpected Productions. Find more information on all of that in our show notes at jeremyrichards.com.